you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome along to Remarkable Woman Radio, Laurie J. Um, my special guest today is Laurie J. Ellis, and she is from sociable.co.nz. And she is a business mentor who is also an expert with marketing strategy, both online and offline, and also is an author. But we're just going to shelve that little <laughs> pearl of wisdom there um, just for uh, for today. But I really wanted to talk to you um Today, Laurie J, about being the business mentor and a marketing strategy, and I also better give you a chance to say welcome. <laughs> I was so. going to say hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I think what's really interesting about the mentoring that we try to do is we've got a corporate background, so we really care about how a business is doing financially, how they're performing, what is their vision to drive um, that profit forward. But equally, if you're not a brand-driven business or you, you're, not, you're not invested in your marketing, then you know, that's what we can help bring to the table for you because we think that businesses go forward through brand and that's really one of our positions. So when we're working with you or your business, they're the drivers that we have. So tell us a little bit more about the brand. You know, if that is one of the major drivers, if that, um, what does that encapsulate in yeah. the space of obviously we've only got 30 minutes today but <laughs> well uh, I'm a firm believer that brand is how you tell your story and so that's why we really like using social because it's the way that people are getting their stories now and being a creator in that space is pretty important and what we also find especially with women owned businesses is you give them a little bit of leg and you show them a little bit of direction and they know what to do because they're good storytellers they're good um you know conversationalists with each other and you've got to think of social like a cocktail party you're not there for the hard sell you're there for the 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 connections the conversation what are you doing how's that going how can we work with you um if you're going in saying you know, 50 bucks an hour, here we go, let's go. That's not conversing. And I really think that social is about that conversation that gets people ready for the sale. Oh, you got me at the cocktail. Sorry, <laughs> Jay. I just thought that's great. That is such a whole different way for me to now look at social media. It's all about a cocktail party. And you'll see also, even within Remarkable's um, social pages, the ones that work best for it is where it's telling its true story from its true heart. And they resonate with people. They're like, oh, that's what, I mean, that's what Mandy's doing. And you still still get your message through, but it's not so hard-hitting as like a commercial on television or you know somebody on a pedestal blah 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 at somebody it's a nice conversing cocktail kind of way so was it hard for you to make the shift into social or has it become quite natural or can I even ask another question are you shifting into social and then almost back out even to a bigger perspective as well yeah I think social is part of the marketing toolkit Uh, and right now it's hot and it's cheaper than all other modes that we've ever had so back in like the 90s when we were asking for a million dollars from a company to make an ad you're not doing that anymore yeah but then again you know ads are quite good at converting if you're in the in the right space but social you can really target down deep but this doesn't matter if you don't know what your brand's going to do if you don't know what your vision is or your goals for your business you're just throwing stuff at social so what we really do try to do is make sure we know what the business wants to do and then let's drive down three or four themes that help tell that story through a social medium. 
Social medium. And do you help companies as well with the um, the bigger perspective, not just the social, but yeah. the, the, the um, what would you call it, the offline version? or Yeah, the traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I had a conversation today with somebody and they were speaking, I asked them about their vision and what are they going to do with their company. And it was an, um, ah, oh, yeah, that's a good question. What am I going to do? And I was like, no, no, you're the CEO. Like the answer must be within you and you must be able to generate the vision and the excitement for the rest of the troops to follow you. And, um, ah, yeah, that's a good, that's not going to cut it. So what I find is usually the ideas are in their head. They're there, they're just waiting. And we sit down and have a series of discovery sessions where we drag this information out of them. And then our magic is probably that we can put it all together in something that's really simplified. What should you do now? What should you you do in six months, nine months, 12 months? And just really um, make that so simple because the ideas are already there. We just, we might um, make them sexier or you might make them, you know, uh, a little bit more achievable or we might say, okay, you can't do 25 things at once, you can do one or two. Uh, and But the idea was probably all, always there. But they weren't showing it. They weren't mm. leading with it and they're not definitely not... Um, you know, exciting their workforce if you can't if you can't articulate those things. And it's that is so important, isn't it, in this day and age, just to be able to excite the people that are showing up there to work with you all, you know, eight hours a day. Yeah, and I think people want to know what companies are doing now. Um, you know, you don't go for a job interview anymore and just say, "Oh, yeah, I need a job." You want to know what is their ethical stance on this, or what's their view on that because you don't want to get like I had an interview um, just recently with one of my mentors and they were going for a tobacco um, contract and you know I don't have a, an opinion on that for them that's their business their call and they were like oh what should I do and I was like well that's actually your ethical stance for your company it should be one of your core values or not one of your core values but it can't be oh it's too good too much money to not do this time you've got to have a view that you keep because your brand is what everyone sees so if you go off and do this then what's going to happen next if people aren't leading with their brand and the brand is leading with the vision of the company then they'll have a real disconnect to their consumer because the consumer will be like why are you getting leather shoes but you're sitting over here with you know vegan you've got to make sure that the choices that you're making for your brand are really really strong is it that must be really hard isn't it if you're sitting there within a company going how is my target audience how are they actually digesting what i have to offer i mean that becomes quite a unique skill i would imagine and reading that Trending that, reading that is a very unique skill and there are experts in this area as well. But what I tend to do is let's look at the majority of voice and let's also talk to the people who are the outliers but have those conversations offline Mm -hmm. because you want to keep the flow of your social in that positive, good space that you are a brand worth loving and, you know, we're not beating somebody up or you know we don't have a vested interest in this we have a vested interest in being a supporter of a business a good example i probably got is um i've worked on a kiwi a kiwi charity campaign and you know we're sitting right in the center of people love kiwis we're saving them we've put back 200 that's a really great solid work to be doing and then you go and look at some of the core stakeholders on their online sites and they've got pictures of their 
private lives that don't support that value. So you need to clean you know you, you need to clean that up and make sure that if they're going to be associated with the brand, that it sits in that core value of we love Kiwis. Wow, that's so, and of course everything is so accessible now, isn't it? It's just mm. yeah, it's so easy for us to 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 get that snapshot of the people that are involved with the brands. Great advice, actually. <laughs> so what inspired you to get started in your business? Well, when I was studying, uh, I was working in New York when I was about 24, and there was a woman there who controlled her own universe. Like, she had a penthouse apartment, she had artists working for her, made money, raised her children, lived independently, and she was a force unto her her own. No one was really there. To, and then I realised this is the way forward is to control that destiny. It took me so long, you know, because I get excited by the idea <laughs> and I go into a company and we're like making a low-fat pizza cheese and, oh, my gosh, that's such an exciting idea. Let's go do that or something else. And I follow the idea. But always I knew that this working for yourself and having that independence to control your destiny is really so exciting to me. So when I did have, um, you know, a natural break in my career, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And the idea I started with wasn't the idea I've ended with either because I've had to keep pivoting and, um, you know, learning while I'm in the process of doing to find out where I'm going to go because I didn't, like, the idea that I had wasn't, the final one and that's okay I think there needs to be a bit of um, you know support for that's okay that you don't get it straight away I think that's actually really good advice because often when we first get started we think we've got to have it all figured out I often say to my clients that um, don't confuse step 35 or step one in the process exactly and so I guess that's a similar thing because Actually, part of the magic, I'd imagine, is just being able to weave around, going zigzagging till you get to where you want to go. But if you don't get started, you never know. If you don't put the first foot forward, exactly, you don't know where what's going to happen or what's going to happen next. Right. Great. I love that. I love the fact that where you started is not where you're... And I mean, it's going to evolve even further, isn't it? And when we're working with clients, too, who oh, I want to do this, and it's a big, beautiful idea. And, you know, after many years of experience, you're kind of in your head going, hmm, that's going to be tough sell or a tough ask or not uh, differentiated enough or whatever it is. But I don't say that. I say let's get those first steps down and see where we go because if we've got a pivot, then that's natural. It's, you know, it's what happens through a series of changes is that you find out where you're going to go. So you guide and mentor people through that process. Yes, because I don't panic at that. That's not, like, even when it happened to me, I wasn't panicking. I was expecting that, oh, damn it, I didn't get it right. That's annoying. <laughs> I have to go and, you know, we'll have to change a little bit. But I was expecting it, whereas some people are like, no, that's impossible. And they, they really do fall into despair rather than there's a way out of this. You that's know. great. That's great advice. There's a way out of this. You know, why not hang Sometimes on you need a Rottweiler in your corner. You know, someone <laughs> that will hold on for you while you can't. I love that's that. All you do. So many, so many little gems, you know. <laughs> so you juggle a lot of things in your life. So how do you do it? Because this is a big question for a lot of women in business. Mm. And probably it comes a lot from my childhood as well. So I was raised as a single parent family and with my sister and we were taught early to be educated and to rely on you and now sometimes that makes us fiercely independent 
but most of the time it makes us just independent and we can um, handle quite a lot of load. People also just don't know how much they can handle. Hmm. Yes. Like in October this year, we decided to move overseas and, you know, on Monday we go. And everything has been, you know, a 20-year life has been done in that period of time. And there's been stressful moments and some people might have been yelled at that <laughs> didn't deserve what? it. No. <laughs> but, you know, it still got done because we can carry such a load and that we, you know, when we start off and we say, oh, no, I can't do that, that's almost always not going to be the case, I, I find yeah, so we, we, we can do more than we realise. Much more than we realise. And unless we take the first step, we never find out. Yeah, love that. So now what about planning with you? Do you, you obviously love the planning and laying yeah. things out. So any tips that you can share for our listeners? Uh, yeah, always focus on that, that one big goal. Now, if you've got seven or eight goals, you're going to have to pair it back to one or two things that you want to achieve in the next um, three months and if when, once you've done that then you get a series of actions out of that goal and if you're not working on those actions every day you're working on the wrong stuff and I'm really good at that like I'm you know I can um, like when I was retraining myself back for this business um, I could be on social going no this is this is homework I'm looking <laughs> at this great stuff it's not bad uh, and then you've realized it's been 45 minutes of me checking out Norwegian sailors rather than you know focused on my actual job oh no uh, not not like me with um the the recent engagement of Prince Harry and <laughs> Meghan Markle I've totally gone down the rabbit hole <laughs> looking at stuff with exactly that. and yeah. you've got as long as you're not justifying it that's work it's okay if it's your <laughs> private time so with planning have that goal have the series of actions and if you're not working on the actions then you're not going to see that goal happen I also think Best Self Journal is a really good one to follow because it's online and it's free. You can buy the books, but they break it down into 13 weeks. And here are your actions to get that one goal in 13 weeks. And that is so achievable because it's not a whole year. It's brilliant. You know, you've yeah. taken away the elephant. You're just eating a little bit um, as you go through. Because it, it, does that sort of stop a lot of businesses on their tracks actually having too big a goal in in too short a time frame rather than, as you say, just just plotting things out in three months? Mm. Yeah, three one months. of the big companies that I've worked with, um, you know, in the last four or five years, they had a a big audacious goal. They heard, and everyone knew it, so it was well. Um, marketed it was well told the story was interesting and people were on board but then did we have all of the milestones for year one year two year three to hit that big audacious goal and they just didn't the strategies weren't there um you know what are the actions that we need to do to get there they were all airy they weren't concrete like the goal and that you know that burnt them a lot of time energy and money and belief in the brand mm. because the internal people were with them and then they started to pull back and they you know they lost that belief the belief in the brand i like that that's obviously vital throughout Mm. the whole um rollout of any brand or we're looking for two new clients for the next year two new um, female business owners that we want to work with and the three things they've got to be is ready for change they've got to be a true believer in their brand like if they're an electrician but they 100% believe in the brand that they've got going on then we want to work with them but if they're just like oh no we just do electricals 
then that's great. That's fine. But that's not the business we want to work with. And the third thing that they've got to be able to do is they've got to want to tell me the numbers. Because mm. often we uh, step back from sharing that financial with somebody who can understand it for them and help them, you know, find a pathway through it. They've yeah. got to be able to share that that's openly. I love it. And you know specifically what you're looking for as well. That's cool. So what are you currently working on that you're really excited about? Yeah, so moving into the next year, um, I've got a couple of projects that are like uh, confidential projects, but I'm really invested in them. I can see uh, they've worked in one market, the model has worked, and I really want to see if we can transfer it into another model because next year I'll be in Australia. And Australians and New Zealands are so similar and we're not the same. (laughs) And it's really (laughs) critical to understand that, that some things work here and not there. So I do have, um, hopefully we'll have a pilot to work on into the new year and I'm really going to be focused on just having like those core clients that want to see an absolute change in the next 12 months. So how can we work with that? And and that's going to be a real shift. So it might not be social, it might not be marketing, it might be how do we drive their business forward. That's brilliant. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. So you can bring you all your... You've got such a huge background in all sorts of strategy and um, in, in business management and, and mentoring. It will be so great to see you really be yeah. able to help lift some other brands. Uh, it, was, um, you know, it was a friend of mine that showed me the way because I was thinking... I was thinking, you know, the answer is right here, the answer is right here, and it was close. It's one of the aspects that we bring to it. But if I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm not hearing the gross margin or the net margin or what is, what's um, happening with our logistics team, I was like, oh, we're missing a bit of the picture that I'm sure will impact the entire story. So I'm, I care about those things. So you like bring a whole lot of moving pieces together yeah. on a big jigsaw puzzle. So we're just going to take a break for some music and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with Laurie J. Ellis, and um, that was Katy Perry with Raw. Don't we just love a bit of her um, to begin the year with? Um, now, Laurie J., I love having you in the studio here because you, I can just tap into all your amazing advice and um, that you have. Now, I noticed that on your website, you've got in marketing as in life, you get what you settle for. So don't settle, hustle. So what does hustle mean? Mm. I kind of always worried in my 20s and 30s that I was settling for something that wasn't my life. And I would, you know... I would go to work and work on some fantastic projects with great teams, have money as a marketer and it was all good. And you'd come home and I'd look in the mirror and go, ah, but is this what I'm going to be doing? And so I started to hustle. I started to rush, like let's put our foot down and do some hard work. Gary Vandercheck uses it quite a lot when he's talking about what are you doing? Like work 24 hours a day, hustle and get going. I'm not that extreme. (laughs) But um, I do believe, you know, like I work long hours. I try and put my work in the other things that we do. So um, when I'm with my son, we we do activities that are kind of creative or in that space that keep me in in a creative mode. And also when I'm working with people, if I if I sense somebody who's not keeping up or doesn't want to keep up um, as a client, then I'm like, mm, you know, we want people who are really going for it because we're going to help them go for it as well. I've got one young woman that I'm working with who's got a great idea. She's doing so well. We've done great work with her and she runs to keep up. And it's fantastic because you give her a couple of ideas. Three days later, she'll call back and check, check, check what's next Brilliant. so inspiring as it that. is yep. and you know now she's signed a license agreement now she's got an uber eats agreement now she's like she's just charging ahead and you know she believes it's because we push her to do that so we're like come on let's hustle so that's the hustle is just getting on putting yeah. your foot down like because that. we don't want to settle we don't want to be you know going ah oh, that's not what i was aiming for so we don't want 2018 to be the year where we've got one foot on the accelerator and the other foot on the handbrake anymore you know it's no. like it's just put the foot down flat that's great and i also think maddie i think that's about not apologizing either so sometimes mm-hmm. i think women in particular we apologize for you know oh, i've got to go and do this i've got to go and do that or i say sorry a lot and you know all those pantene ads or whatever brand they were they were like don't say sorry and i'm like oh i I say it all the time and I don't mean it. I'm just like (laughs) moving on to the next thing. Um, So I think that, you know, not apologising for wanting it, not apologising for hustling. I like that. Um, This this young girl, her husband was uh, thinking, um, this young woman, sorry, her husband was thinking it's taking up a lot of time, a lot of time. I'm like, put your foot down. It's not going to take time once you get there. It's going to be awesome and worth it. Yeah, and and it's um, there's so much energy in the beginning that's needed, but then the momentum to you know like to actually maintain that that energy output becomes a lot easier if you've got a really solid foundation. On and if you're in a mindset of hustle, and uh, I do this as well, you get something up and going and it's working, so you move to the next thing, and hopefully you're moving up. Hopefully yeah. you're pushing yourself harder and harder. Because there are types of personalities who are good at maintenance and there's types of personalities who are good at creating or inventing and they're not the same. No, so don't keep, your, don't keep your inventor <laughs> in a space where they're just maintaining. Let them go because that's what they're going to be good at. 
Brilliant. Yep, coming up with the ideas and getting on with it. Mm. What they call them, the, the great starters, not the finishers. <laughs> the great yep. starters. Yep. And so you've also got a really great um, term on your website, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's called metanoia. Metanoia. Okay, so it says that it's a journey of changing one's mind and one's heart, self, or way of life. Mm. What is that about? Well, I think that's a sea change. For me, I think it's... You know, as I've gone into each role in my career, I get excited by it. I get excited by the idea. But I also think, what's next? What's coming next? And it's, when you look back on your life, it's been a journey of these changes. And don't be afraid of them. Like, be, you know, be encouraged to hold on to them. Because a sea change, especially for women's careers, is pretty natural. Mm. And, you know, we heard from the lady last session, last uh, radio session, you know, she did the same. And she was waiting for such a long time. And, her idea is fantastic and she's really you know um, manifested it so well so the sea change is natural for women but you know don't wait too long don't wait like too long great advice so uh, what is the best piece of advice that you've received or wish you'd given yourself maybe aside from that metanoia but uh, (laughs) you know what's one thing that you wish you'd given yourself yeah years ago Well, my mum always, uh, on my wall, I had a poster from um, Oscar Wilde, which was, I can resist everything, temptation. And that has been my life. What was it? I can resist resist anything but temptation. (laughs) And it's true for me because the idea is exciting, the execution of it, employing new staff. They're all like temptations that I love. Um, Having a studio for art or writing, traveling, like we've spent nearly 20 years traveling now. And that's all these temptations and I know that they're not always good for you but I still you know it's my thing it's, it's like, part of oh, what, who you are yeah. yeah oh that's tempting look at that <laughs> and I get excited and you know sometimes those things become really great well you've got the unique um gift of actually being able to encapsulate ideas to be able to really push ideas and then to follow up with the strategy not everybody can do that so it's actually quite a unique skill set so when you're going outside of your your comfort zone and there are times when there's setbacks and things like that as we know because a lot of us in business are afraid to just sort of push the boundary a little bit how did you cope and what did you learn as a result Mm. because I usually look after others you know we spoke before about that independence and I you know people on your team that become part of your family and those things often uh, in my work environments there's been it's a, a male dominated environment they're manufacturing so there's no natural nurturer and I've learnt lots from those people lots of mentors but this year when I struggled I went and saw somebody I went and saw you and it changed that it wasn't just my brain in the room thinking about my problems and it's a you know that's it's not that it's not valid it's just I got so much more out of being able to say blah 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 and someone going hold on that's yeah. a bit yeah that's a bit good or that's a bit bad you know like (laughs) have you really thought that through and to ask me to critically think about it rather Mm. than just go with my instinct of i'll just push through and that was you know i was surprised and um happily surprised that's great well i'm pleased about that so we're almost at time but what is most remarkable about what you do and who you are so yeah i know this is i I tell all my women that i interview now don't be shy but Mm -hmm. what is one thing um like i said before let's not be apologetic about it so um 
I'm really good at creating. I'm good on the spot. I'm good listening to ideas and then going, you know what? We could do this, this or this. Or, you know, I'm putting ideas out on the table and not all of them will win and I've learnt, you know, really young that that's okay. That's brilliant. So how do people find you, Laurie Jane? Yeah, so socialable.co.nz or you can come onto our Instagram account, which is really fun and bright and inspirational. So look up socialable on Instagram. Socialable on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me today, Laurie J. Ellis. So that's all for Remarkable Woman Radio and we'll see you again next week. You have been listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash remarkable woman. We'll see you then.